Welcome to the Church at Bradenton podcast, where we are finding strength for today, hope for the future, and the courageous joy to bring others along. Let's join our pastor and church family as we share teachings rooted in God's Word from our weekend gatherings. When we were little guys, we loved mom and dad. They were phenomenal. They were the best. We loved to hear the stories, the Bible stories. Remember the Bible book with all the pictures? And some of them were kind of funny, especially the Adam and Eve one. We would giggle at that one. And if you know what I'm talking about, we'll just leave it with that. Then there were little songs that we sang with mom and dad, and we just sang, and they were awesome, and they were fun. We couldn't get enough of mom and dad. And really, it was my house. It was mommy and daddy. We couldn't get enough of them. There were stories and there were songs. And if I ever got hurt, which happened a lot for me, bee stings and bug bites and stepping on things and sprained ankles and cuts, and I always knew who to go to. I would go to mommy. Mommy would always make it better. She knew how to tenderize things and make things feel better. And my dad could fix anything. If I broke it or it was broken, dad knew how to fix it. And questions. Boy, did we have questions. Oh my goodness, did we have questions. And they always had the answers for us. And they always were listening. And they always never got tired of the questions. And yet, probably reality says that there were many nights that they just said, oh dear God, would these children please stop asking questions? Can we please just get a break? Can we please just get some freedom and just would they go to sleep so we can get some blessed quietness, Lord God? And then something happened. Those questions and those songs didn't seem so cool anymore. We kind of grew up a little older, and then mom and dad becomes more of a referee because we're constantly hitting and shoving, and he's on my side, and she's touching me, and all of those things. Then, and then puberty kicks in, and we become teenagers. And then the, the songs are not even just like corny. They're just embarrassing, Mom. And, and those stories, I don't, I don't really want to hear those stories anymore. And why are you asking me all these questions? I don't, I don't have answers for your questions, Mom. I don't have answers for your questions, Dad. And don't even ask me about the hurt. Because I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about what's broken. And then something magically happens and I get to be 20 and 21 and 22 and there's not a magical age, but all of a sudden I realize, you know, mom and dad aren't as silly and stupid and dumb as I thought they were. As a matter of fact, they're pretty smart. You know those things they said? That, that actually makes sense now. Wow. And then I become an adult and I get married and I have children of my own and I'm able to talk to them on the phone and there's a mutual questioning and answer. You mean my, my parents are now questioning, uh, asking questions of me and, and we're praying with one another and for one another. That's pretty cool. <laughs> and what I know is 
at 48 years old, that time could be coming to a close any day. And maybe, and I pray not soon, but I'm going to eat it up as long as I can. Well, welcome back to Family Month at TCAB. Family online, we're so glad that you joined us. My name's William. I'm one of the pastors here. I got to just sit and worship, and uh, now I get to share the Word of God with you. In our homes, there are conversations, hopefully. And Christ followers, when we're having those conversations, the name of Jesus and the things of God should be a normal part of our conversation. Should be a normal conversation. But truth be told, it is difficult, isn't it? I can tell you from a pastor's perspective, it's pretty difficult in, in our home. So how do we create healthy conversational relationships that are centered in the things of God? That's what we want to talk about. I want to start out in the scriptures today, and I want to look at Peter. Peter, the same apostle of Jesus, who was the crazy one who did all the wild things, jumped out of the boat to walk on water with Jesus until he lost his faith and got scared and sunk. Same Peter that later pulled out a sword and swiped off an ear of one of the soldiers that was going to arrest Jesus. The same Peter that said, I'll never leave you, Jesus. I'll never forsake you. And yet the very same night, he defines, he denies that he knows Christ three times. And yet, the same Peter that becomes the leader of the early church, he wrote a couple of letters. And in chapter 3 of 1 Peter, he reminds us, and I want to read it in the context of our family, our home. He says, but in your hearts set apart Christ as Lord. In other words, in your home, in your conversation, set apart Christ as Lord of your home. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give you the reason for your hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. So Robin and I are parents of three teenagers. They're all here. Nathan's upstairs working 18 years old. Ashton's right there with Joshua 15 and 13. We're in the throes of being teenage parents, parents of teenagers. So we're probably, I'm probably the last one that should be teaching about how to talk to your kids right now. <laughs> At least that's how it feels when you're a parent. But come on, I have a feeling that I'm in pre pretty good company. So show of hands, parents out there that would say, yeah, I get it. I'm with you. You're in good hands. Come on, you're in good company. All right. With that said, what I want to do is just share with you what the Lord is teaching me, not that I have attained it in any means, but continuing to learn. And my prayer is that it will help all of us continue to grow. Last week, Pastor Tom started us off in Deuteronomy chapter 6. And so I want us to start right there, pick it up in uh, verse 1. This is Moses, his last his last address to this people, this nation that he's pulled out of Israel, or out of Egypt and going into the promised land. Forty years they went through this desert and they learned the, the laws and the decrees. And so here he is saying, guys, I'm not going with you, but I just want to tell you and encourage you one more time. 
And he says, these are the commandments, the decrees, the laws that the Lord your God directed me to teach you to observe. Skipping down to verse 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. These commandments I give you today to be upon your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home. What fills the space in our houses when we sit at home? Mealtime, housework, Sunday afternoon, watching the game. Maybe it's social media. Maybe it's Netflix. Maybe it's whatever it is. You fill in the blank. Whatever it is, is it a source that is feeding our minds and keeping us from having some conversation about godly things? Talk about them, he says, when you sit at home. Talk about them, he goes on, when you walk along the road. Well, in this day and age, we don't do a whole lot of walking. But when you're driving, you're taking your kids back and forth to school, you're going to the grocery store, going to the workplace, wherever you're going, what a wonderful place for conversation to be had. There's been some great conversations in the car, hasn't there, between husbands and wives, between moms and kids and dads, dads and kids. There's been some really tough conversations in the car. And so one, let me encourage you through, through his words, through Moses' words here, perhaps turn off those distractions. Now, we got some fun stuff going on in our car, some praise and worship sometimes and then and, and some, uh, some podcasts and some funny things like that. But sometimes it's just good to get quiet, ask a question and sit and listen. He goes on to say, talk about them when you lie down and when you get up. Well, starting and finishing the day. Now, my house... Some of us, okay, none of us are morning people. And some of us are really late night people and some not so much. And so in the morning, in the evening, ain't we got, no, never mind. In the morning and in the evening, time to just simply give a quick prayer. Give a quick affirmation. It's just simple. So what I'm hearing that Moses is saying here is that we need to foster in all of these mundane and normal everyday times, let's find some time to put Jesus Christ into it. Too often life moves way too fast and we find ourselves not speaking the things of God until it's a little too late and then there's an issue. And we find ourselves saying, we need to talk. I, my kids don't like that word and I don't like that phrase. I know when I hear from Robin, we need to talk. It's usually not a good thing. And I would venture to say that when my kids hear, we need to talk, it's probably not a good thing, is it? They're like, Dad, stop talking to me. Okay. <laughs> Family talks go better when we are proactive and protective. Same, same Apostle Peter, just a, a just a page over in chapter 5. He warns us and reminds us, chapter 5, verse 8. Be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, 
prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. The devil is going to sneak into your house, going to sneak into my house, regardless if you have the strictest of rules. He's going to find a way, isn't he? It's just going to happen. It has happened. And so mom, dad, my encouragement to you, my encouragement to me, nothing is too sacred. Nothing is too secretive. Those cell phones, those computer accounts, those friendships, those conversations, those drawers in the bedrooms and those places in the bathrooms, none of those are secret. Mom and dad, this is your home. Be proactive. No apologies. We're called to protect. Amen. Are you okay? All right. You're with me. All right. Family talks also go better when there is truth. Truth. Some talks are just tough. Okay. You know, there's, at first I wasn't sure what I was going to teach on. If I was going to teach on the talk, dads, (laughs) some of us want to just have the talk and just get it over with. Okay, son. Okay, daughter. This is, this is the deal, and really quickly and uncomfortably, and we're done. Thank you very much. God bless. Godspeed. Good luck. No, some of these talks are so bad, we don't even want to have them. How many have been in a place where you're just, your stomach is just in knots, and you're saying, I, I can't believe this is going on in my house. Oh, dear Lord, can I just look away? Can I just ignore it? Because it'll probably, they'll figure it out. It'll just go away. It'll just go away. We can't ignore it, my friends. We can't ignore it. Paul, to the letter of Ephesus, <laughs> he says, speak the truth in love, growing together into mature bodies or members of the body of Christ. Let's not stay quiet. It may be simply as this, I love you too much not to say this. Okay, this is going to be awkward. This is going to be uncomfortable. We're going to push through it and get to the topic at hand. So family talks go well when there is truth. Now here's something else that I have learned by mistake, and maybe you have too. Family talks go well when the leaders are together. One of the things I like to do is I like to ground my kids from this and this and this and this, and I'm taking this away and this away and this away. And Robin says, really? And then you go off to work and I'm stuck holding the bag. Thank you very much. And so family talks go better when mom and dad are a united front. Have the conversation together before you have the conversation with your children. Have the conversation together before you have the conversation with your children. United we stand, divided we fall. That's that's not just our nation's concept. That is a family concept. And you know what else? Blended families are the majority. I heard a statistic this last week. 67% of everyone in the United States has has a direct contact or a direct link in their family with a blended family. Divorce rates are sky high. The church is not exempt of that. And so moms, you need to reach out to dad and stepmom in the other house. Dads, 
you need to reach out to mom and stepdad in the other house. And you need to say, we've got to have this conversation. Maybe we don't really get along. Maybe that's still an issue. Push through the awkward. Push through the uncomfortable. Think of what's most important. Think of the why. It's for the best of our child. Can we get on the same page? As best we can, can we get these two households on the same page for the good of our child? And I know that that's easy for me to say and much more difficult to do. Family talks go well when there is trust and there is transparency. (laughs) And I typed that up and I just realized that is a misspelling. Family talks go well when you let your wife edit your slides. (laughs) I don't have the answers. I don't have them all. So let me not pretend like I have them all, but I know the one who does, and we can seek together the one who does. Maybe you need to just speak out and say, you know what, you know what, I've been there before. I was that teenager. I was that child. I was that young father. I I know a little bit. And you know what, I walked some of those same mistakes. And so I know, I know there's some trust here. There's some transparency here. You know what, our kids don't expect us to get it all right but they deserve to see a mom and dad who are humble before the Lord and humble before them. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. Again, I'm preaching to me. I'm preaching to me. So Nathan, Ashlyn, and Joshua, I'm preaching to me. (laughs) I told you I was going to mention you by name, so there you go. Family talks go well when there's true love shown. Talk is cheap. Love is not what you say, it's what you do. Because what you do speaks louder. And this, believe it or not, your children see better than you realize. So does your walk match your talk? Do they know you love them? Do they know it because you show it? First, John. John, another disciple of Christ, later in his life, writes a couple of letters as well. And in 1 John, if you want to know what love is, godly love, I encourage you, just start 1 John chapter 1 and read the next five or six pages. It's amazing. In chapter 4, though, verse 11, he says, Dear friends, since God so loved us, We also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete. Do your children know that you love spending time with them? Do they know that? Do your children know that they are the best thing ever that has ever happened in your life? Do your children know that you are proud of them Not because of what they're doing, but because of who they are. Do they know it because we show it? Ultimately, my friends, this is is a question about the heart. It's not rules. It's not regulations. You know what I want to do? I want to kill all of the devices. I want to stop the internet. I want to hide my kids from public school and hide them from the evil that's come in ever since that they've been out in the world a little bit. 
And I want to force my kids to live in a bubble. But are we called to force our children into this little bubble? Only to one day, hopefully, let them out and step into the real world and not know, not be trained in the Lord how to stand firm. Not know how to be in the world, but not of the world. Now, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, let's build some strong boundaries. Let's not be secretive about our phone and about our friends and all that stuff. Anything that you have is my business. I'm dad. I'm mom. I'm grandpa. I'm grandpa. I am the head of the household. I am the godly one called by God to raise you. But if I don't do it with love, why am I doing it? We got to ask the question. And, 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 and this is that corny, that hokey, good grief, get, get beyond this, dad. No, I'm not going to get beyond it. Ask the question, what's Jesus say about that? What's the Lord saying to you about that? How is your prayer life lately? What? Did dad just ask me, how's my prayer life? Oh yeah, dad, well, how's your prayer life? And you know what? Right, that's right. That's right. How's dad's prayer life? Your life, my life, can be compartmentalized into three circles. Circle one. Just time with me and God. It's the voice of God through his written word, through his spoken word, with a pencil and a paper. Circle one. How's your prayer life, Dad? Oh, you, and, and you guys have permission to ask me that now. <laughs> because how can I, as a parent, develop a conversational relationship with my kids if I, don't have, if I haven't built a conversational relationship with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords right here? We just sang about it. I will build my life upon you, Lord God. It's easy. It's fun to sing. It's not exactly fun and easy to do, is it? Because this is circle one. Well, let's go over to circle two. Second compartment is circle two. It's that small group. Maybe it's your family. Maybe it's a church small group. Maybe it's your squad. I don't know. Call it what you want to call it. In inner city life, it's the gang, isn't it? It's the gang life. I'm going to leave my family because this is my family. And I'll do anything to get into this circle. I'll do anything to be a part of this sacred trust. So this circle right here could be a good thing. This circle right here could be a very dangerous thing. Then there's circle three. Circle three is the rest of the world. My work, my school, my church. Yes, circle three is the church. My world, the mission field. And I'm guilty of going right here in the morning. Well, first I stop and I get my coffee cup and I come over here and I jump into circle three. I want to see what's going on in the world. Let's check out the news, right? 
check out a little Fox News or whatever, and let's see what's going on. And I want to be here, and it, I'm going to come over here to Circle 2. I'm going to spend some time with my wife and my kids. I'm, I'm doing that. I'm doing that. But I'm, but I'm kind of back and forth to here. I'm Circle 3. And I've got to get back here because I've got to get to work. I've got things to do. I'm interested in that. But yes, I've got this really important stuff here. And my friends, most of us don't even do Circle 1. We don't even, we don't even do it. We sing it on Sunday. We talk about it. We talk the good talk, but we don't do circle one. Because see, what happens if you do circle one? You take what you do with the Lord and you bring it over here to circle two. And that's when you can say, what's Jesus saying to you? Oh, gosh, you know, here's what the Lord said to me last night. This is, do you? Do you hear this? I think this was the Lord, but I'm not sure. Hey, mom. Hey, dad. Um, hey, honey, here's what the Lord told me. What do you think? You think dad's hearing from the Lord? How amazing would that second circle be if we did that? How awesome would our squad be? Would our gang be? Would our family and our small group be if we, if we could live in circle one first and bring it into circle two? And then we take what we've done here and we take it to circle three. Pretty simple, right? Any more than three circles and I couldn't do this. But three circles are pretty simple. And so here we are. We're back in the mission field, right? We can talk about rules. We can talk about ways to parent certain ways to have the talks. And I'm telling you, I'm not the answer. I don't know how to do it. I just know that I got to push through the awkward. I got to push through the uncomfortable. Andrew's going to come up and lead us in worship. And here's the deal. I know what I need. I know I need to get back over here more. I know that I need to stand before my family and I need to say, family, I've I've just not done it right all the time. And I want us to be right here. I want to be able to share with you what God is saying to me. I want to hear from you what God is saying to you. We are to be proactive. Yes, we are to be protective. Yes, and we will speak the truth together. We will lead together with trust in transparency, and in true love, but not apart from God's voice. Thank you for joining us today at the Church at Bradenton podcast. We would love the opportunity to pray with you. Contact us through our website, tcab.church, and click the contact tab, or email us at info at tcab.church. If you like the podcast and want more, don't forget to subscribe to get new content each week. And please feel free to share it with others.